Thank you. Any feedback from the AFL about Marvel Stadium? What's that? Great place, Marvel. Fantastic. Love it. Do you stand by the comments after the game? Oh, listen, hate was a very strong word. We move on pretty quickly. I moved on pretty quickly anyway. Happy to play home games there next year? End of the day, our players will play anywhere. That's the reality. We're, we're happy to play. We love going to uh, Optus Stadium. We love going to Port Adelaide. They've got great atmosphere. Love going back to the Gabba. It's got fond memories for us this time uh, from last year. So we're happy to go wherever we want to. You just don't love going to Love? Oh, not that I don't love going to Love. Anyway, moving on. He wants to move on. Georgie Parker joins us on this Wednesday, as she does here a couple of times a week on Gillian Goss on a Monday and on a Wednesday here on Sporting Goss. There's a bit of backpedalling going on, but not quite backpedalling, Georgie. Good morning. Good morning, Goss. It's a very Melbourne thing to do. It's a very um, that side of town Melbourne thing to do, isn't it? Richmond and Collingwood don't like going over to Marvel. Um, They don't have to go there very often either, do they? No, and Chris Scott has been interviewed this morning, and this and I and I'll give you the uh, I'll give you the exchange. So, Chris Scott, how many games have Richmond played at the MCG? One guy, there's the answer, fourteen this year. So, Chris Scott then said, "So, when you're saying we should play fifteen, sixteen, and seventeen, I think that's stretching the friendship a little bit. I don't think Damien Harwick's going to get a lot of love from the other AFL coaches." No, and I think especially when you think of Geelong, who a couple of years ago lost to. Richmond in a prelim that Geelong had the home prelim or should have had the home prelim. Mm. So especially teams like Geelong where they're having to take them. It's not far. Let's be honest. Geelong's not far to MCG. But the fact that they're complaining about going, you know, 15 minutes across the city um, in. And I'll tell you what, I was in Melbourne that day. It was a horrific weather. I wouldn't have wanted to go at the go to the G anyway. Well, Jack, Jack um, Revolt said that last night on AFL 360. He said... When it was 13 degrees and raining outside, the best place for us was underneath the roof at Marvel. Oh, 100% it was. I literally literally would have been like, I'd rather be playing there um, as a player. Um, It's, I guess, frustrating. They didn't play well, and that's what they they, they want to play in their own little um, bullying kind of environment (laughs) where they think that they play best. Um, And I think especially anyone from outside of the VFL would not be sympathetic to Richmond. I'm from Adelaide. You're clearly over there in Perth. We're not sympathetic to them having to play not no. all of their home games at home. Correct. Uh, well, that would the begs a question, um, a comment. Can you explain to our listeners, and I know we have a number of them who would have been to Melbourne and know the, the lay of the land. Tell me where mm-hmm. the MCG is in comparison to Marvel and the access to Marvel from the MCG and the distance and how it, what it takes to get there for the, for the fan. Because that crowd on the weekend against the Giants of 18,000, when you've got yeah. 100,000 members, that's yeah. bigger than, that is bigger than saying you don't like Marvel. That is not the fans. Unless you convince the fans that it's a bad place to go and you're the coach of the team and we don't want you to come and support – that is a slide on the game. To be brutally honest, the AFL owns Marvel, and I'd be—I yeah. would be surprised if they didn't. He didn't get a bit of a phone call or a tap on the tap on the shoulder from the AFL to sort of say, "Come on, we, last thing we need right now in the in the in the COVID-affected crowds yeah. that we're already experiencing, do we need you to pile on?" And you've got to remember that that Marvel Stadium was the reason why the AFL kept afloat as well as it did because they could use that to be getting loans and things last year because they own that land. Um, I guess in terms of the viewer experience, there's fine. There's not much around it. And I think that's why they don't get as big a crowd because when you're at the G, 
all down Swan Bridge, you're in near the city. It's a it's a vibe. There's a buzz around it, pre and post game. Um, before, if you're going to Marvel Stadium, there's nothing much around it, so you're not going to be getting um, people who want to go for a night out after um, sure. don't really want to go. But I do want to stress how that was horrific weather. I have not felt that cold in Australia ever. It was absolutely freezing. It was hail. It was. Um, windy, it was icy, icy cold. It was a top of 13, but it felt like four degrees. It was awful. So I want to stress that it was not good weather to go and watch footy. So even if it was at the G, I don't think gotcha. you would have been getting a big crowd. Gotcha. Um, but in terms of getting there, it's not far. It's a 15 minutes on a tram. It's really, really easy to do. The other week I went to a game at Marvel and then shot over to the G to go to a game that night. So it's not difficult to go to. If you want to go watch your, your team play, um, so it depends how your team's going sometimes if you want to make the trek out there. Yeah, so it was trek. more. I shouldn't about, be calling it, it a trek. <laughs> so it's more more about getting to the ground rather than actually being inside the ground. Is that what you're talking about in regards oh, yeah. to the weather? I don't think. Yeah, I, I quite like watching it there because it's really quite steep, so you can really see in action um, everything that's going on. Um, yeah, I quite like watching games there. It's just there's nothing around it. So if you want to go to a pub before, you know, younger people want to go to a pub before, <laughs> go get something. There's nothing around it. The Docklands itself, especially post COVID, has you know really gone downhill um so there's just no vibe georgie parker our guest on sporting goals each and every wednesday i've just received a text from a very familiar number it says hi there awaiting a response re the sen team bowls day on friday are you available um well i, I could be available and that's come from the wonderful lily burke who works in our office here i recognize the number <laughs> social sport um, oh. social, I know. I see. I banned talking about social sport on air. Uh, Chris Kafuna, <laughs> Special K. He's got a uh, what's the name of football or a foosball or a football? Uh, I don't know. An indoor soccer team foosball. plays foosball. I don't whatever know. it is. I don't know. And we ban the talk <laughs> in the office. You're not allowed to talk about it because most people only talk about social media sport when they win. Yeah. Um, they don't talk about the bad losses. Are you a social sport? Oh, we've had this discussion before. I'm pretty sure you don't you do not do it because you're a bad loser. Uh, I don't like the term bad loser. Um, <laughs> I don't, don't know what else to call me. But, no, so I, I think I take it a little seriously so it's not either fun for me or for our opposition. So, for example, a few years ago when I was at uni, um, we joined the Mixed Social Summer Basketball League there at Curtin Uni. Um, I only recruited athletes. So, <laughs> so we're there. We have all the boys were six foot three and above. All the girls were Australian hockey players. Um, we called ourselves the Perth Wild Kittens and we won every <laughs> match by at least 40 points. <laughs> And I'll tell you what, it wasn't. It was fun for us, but I felt it wasn't overly fun for our oppositions. Um, so I, I pulled the pin after that, that after our undefeated season um, there at Curtin University. But do you know what's frustrating? I'm not good at bar sports, so I'm not good at pool. I'm not good at uh, darts, things like that. And it's really hard because when you're at a pub and you think people think I should be good at things like that, mm, mm. but. The people who are best at it are the people who had a pool table when they were at school, um, like growing up and things like yeah, that. Yeah. So I never had one of them. Um, tough, tough upbringing, clearly. And I, I'm not very good at those sorts of things. So it, And then my ego gets a big hit, so I just don't even attempt things I'm not good at. What about pinball machine? That sounds any really good, petty. Any, any good at pinball or Space Invaders or Galaxia or Galaxia? Or? You're showing your age there. No, pinball, I'm pretty good at pinball. 
Yeah. I, you know, because I did grow up in the generation of having no internet. So pinball, yeah. I'm around. I'm around. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Um, I did play my first game of netball, social netball, um, a few weeks ago, and I'll never play that again, ever. Why? What happened? Uh, we lost, firstly. <laughs> Didn't like that. Here we go. Secondly, <laughs> secondly I, I remembered what I was doing playing netball. The whistle, I always get in oh, trouble yeah. checking and... It's over a tough whistled. sport. Like, there's a lot of whistled. rules. So, yeah, do you reckon now, God, serious question, do you mm. think there's a sport in the world that has the whistle no. go off as much no. as netball? No, and I've been saying it for years, and I'll also say they used to blow the whistle. Do you know what they don't do now is in the uh, Suncorp uh, Super Netball. They don't blow the whistle after a goal is scored. That's probably good. They used to Take do it all the time. The Drove me bonkers. I used to, I've been saying for years, netball, and they're big on – uh, contact advantage. I don't know what they're looking at. The ball is going that quick at that level, and I don't know what the referees or the umpires are looking at, but they see stuff that I've never, ever seen before. Hey, Georgie, before we let you go, as you know, on Monday you're in the studio with Gillian Goss. We laid down the gauntlet to one uh, keeper, and we said to the keeper, we want next level uh, stops a nation, superstar, doesn't have to be Olympian, but someone who stopped the nation, and we ended up plucking the name Kathy Freeman. Now, he has gone underground. He's going to be on the East on Friday for the show, for our breakfast show, but he's on the clock. He will not respond to any phone calls or texts about whether he's got <laughs> Kathy he's not, Freeman. not replying to me? So yeah, why not replying to me? So I don't know whether oh. he's up against it and he hasn't got Kathy Freeman, but do you think he's going to come up empty? Because I have a sneaking suspicion we may have trumped him this week. I don't know. Gilly is very persuasive because he's the good guy <laughs> of sport, isn't he? He's squeaky clean. Just waiting he's for squeaky. something to happen. Yeah. He's squeaky clean. Yeah, he um, I, I'll back him. I'll back him. Really? But Kathy, but Kathy Freeman, you're right. She doesn't do much. No. When she does, she doesn't do things for long. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I hope we're she does. Up, cause she, especially there's a lot going on around the Olympics. There's a lot of chat. That's going on at the moment. So and everyone um, loves Kathy. Everyone loves Freeman. You can't not love Kathy. No, you can't exactly not love Kathy. Right. Exactly. The right. Kathy Docco that um, ABC did was unreal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's a superstar. Well, we, we, he's yeah. running out. Of the, he's on the clock, is uh, our man Gilly for <laughs> Gillian Goss on Friday. He's I appreciate working that. Hard for his uh, nice work by you. I'm told it's one train stop and a small walk between the MCG and um, Marvel Stadium. Is that correct? Yeah, it's really, yeah, it's, re- it's genuinely not far. Appreciate your your time. We'll do it again on Monday. (laughs) Gillian Goss. Sure, Star, mate. Bye. Good on you. Georgie Parker, love her contribution to our show. Don't forget you can contribute as well. Get in touch. 0487 736 736. 131255 is the call number. We'll get a breakaway. We'll come back. Don't forget, after 11 o'clock, we're touching base with a young man who is about to do a walk for charity. Also, Wayne Morrison, he saddled up his very first winner. He bred it. He owned it. He trained it. And at one at Pinjarra and Shooter McGrady, Sean McGrady, he'll be in a bath. He'll be trying to lose half a kilo. He'll throw a bit of Radox in there in a steaming bath to lose half a kilo before trekking down to Pinjarra for the races today. Stay with us. News not too far away. This is Sporting Goss.